Holden is out of the top 10 by sales for September. Still producing high-grade bullshit, however. So that's nice. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their next new cars, even Holdens. But frankly, we don't transact too many Holdens. Even when we get such inquiries, I manage to do the right thing. I dig deep and I generally make people see sense there. Hit me up on the website. Holden in just a sec, right? But first, a quick market year-to-date update. Official FCAIA sales figures came out last week. Federal Chamber of Automotive Industry assholes. The car industry's grubby but grandiose lobby group in Canberra. Canberra. Love it when they say that on the news. The big news there, those perennial losers at Holden managed to parachute themselves out of the top 10 for the month and suffered a staggering 38% sales drop compared with September in 2010. On year-to-date sales, okay, that failing retardistani fake Australian brand is in ninth spot overall. As things stand there year-to-date on the market generally, Subaru managed to get itself just outside the top 10 on 30,701 sales, and of course they had that massive supply issue earlier this year, largely to thank for that. Honda, still asleep following the GFC, so that's nice and dependable, you can set your clock by that. But selling still 34,210 cars so far, that's kind of impressive. Largely leveraging its reputation from the 1990s, I think you'll find, when they were actually a pretty good car maker, but only really selling to people these days who don't know any better. Now we get to Holden, just five cars ahead of Honda. They're in ninth spot on 34,215. Just five cars. How close was that? We'll get to Holden. And frankly, I've been honing the knife all night. It's going to be Kill Bill. Next, though, those immoral criminal shitheads and professional pseudoscience monkey gasses. I think you know who I mean. They managed to find 37,709 dumb shit to support them with big wads of cash so far this year. Those convict genes. Criminality does not worry us on our landlocked nation where everything seemingly on land, air and sea will kill you. So that's it. Straight up. Next, those losers at Nissan. 38,343. Not a bad effort either. I'm not expecting a Christmas card there. <laughs> not after last week. Eviscerating their behaviour vis-à-vis the Generation 1 Leaf and its dogshit design battery. Oh well. Kia in sixth spot, 46,360 cars. And if you had opined to me that this would happen, perhaps, you know, midway through the GFC, I would have dismissed you as a flat out crack smoker. Isn't it funny how things work out? I could not have predicted that. Ford is in fifth spot, 48,604 sales. The Blue Oval can feel Kia's hot breath on its back. Yes. Or perhaps that's just the ghost of Pinto. You never know. They haven't had a customer relations or design disaster for for days now. It's been days. And that is an amazing performance from them. Mitsubishi, despite its recent shackling to Nissan, and even worse, (laughs) Renault, Bitso Shitty is on fire. Yes, and not in a Ford way, thankfully. 
64,506 incredible sales. So it's flat out daylight. Back to Ford, I'd suggest. Triton has become the number three seller in the country, and it's an excellent product too, representing fully one-third of total Bitso sales last month. Hyundai hanging on to third, but only just, with a 2,000-vehicle lead over Bitso. They've got to be worried about that, and I'd suggest they are. Bitso sales are flat this year. Hyundai has, however, slumped 9%. So what are they going to do about it? Well, a leaked internal bulletin suggests there's a seven-year warranty about to be deployed by the big South Korean H, but only for private buyers and only until Christmas. So, the big news there, if you're in the market, wait until it's announced, that big fat warranty, and make sure you latch on to that. Mazda now comfortably in second spot. Daylight back to Hyundai and a big gap in front as well. 79,057 sales. No chance of being overtaken there. No chance of overtaking for the win either. It's where they are, kind of locked in second, like a Volkswagen DSG. Mazda is, frankly, what Honda was, technically, but they so need a new design team because the current generation of Mazdas has gone backwards badly, aesthetically. Let me know if you agree in the comments below. And they might think about, you know, perhaps dropping the bullshit Japanese rhetoric in Western markets such as ours. I mean, that'd be nice. And finally, in first spot, Toyota, the king of mediocrity, car maker to ISIS. Yes. Couldn't design a DPF or an off-road air filter to save their lives currently because, I don't know, bean counter cost-cutting, most probably. Slowest adopter of technology among major car makers too, you know, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Still brilliantly out there deciding if people really want that stuff. And I'd suggest you dipshits. Yes, they do. But still pretty good on the bullshit. They're really just trotting that out, particularly in Australia. 154,515 massive sales so far this year. Way out in front. Perhaps complacency is a recipe for success. Look at the top motoring journalists. That's certainly working out okay for them, I'd suggest. Now, before we leave this jockeying for position on sales behind, let us do luxury. And among the Luxo Chairman brands, three-pronged swastika. They so hate that. Not funny at all, though. It's way out in front on 23,644 sales, and some of these fine vehicles still made in Germany. That's kind of amazing. Many of the mainstream ones that we get here in our fine nation, of course, made in South Africa, where they have lions incentivizing the workers. And that works out well. I mean, you just throw one or two miscreants to the lions and word quickly gets around. Output skyrockets, amazingly enough. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Bavarian Money Waster is second on 18,255 sales. And see, the gaps are all kind of fluid at the moment. Merck is dropping badly. They're 9% down so far this year, but Bimmer is managing to be kind of flat. So they're catching up, relatively, entertainingly enough. Perhaps fewer people are ultimately enjoying Mercedes-Benz's dominatrix-class treatment in the service department. 
And let's face it, three-pronged swastika is a leader at that, pretty clearly. But let's not forget four-ringed, expensive Skoda. Skoda with a wonder bra and better hair and makeup. Glorified Volkswagen specifically for rich wankers. Audi, Audi, Audi. You've taken another steaming dump in your trousers. The training is clearly not paying off. Sales are down 25% this year off the back of a 12% reduction last year. Yes. That weekly conference call back to Ingolstadt. I'd love to be the fly on the wall for that. That's not funny. They'll be gutting the prices all over the floor soon at Audi, so that'll be nice. You'd want to watch that. And now, Holden. Despite the plutonium 239-like implosion of car advice, which is going on all around him and I imagine is so pleasant to be part of, following the sales figure released last week, Josh Dowling did an excellent piece on the plight of Holden. Just incredible. Holden posts lowest monthly sales since 1948. And that just says it all, really. 2,863 sales in September made all the more incredible when you consider the growth in the market and the affordability of cars in the context of average weekly earnings. It's the lowest sales result for Holden in 71 years. And that's after Detroit itself disinterred and reanimated Dave Butner, which was all very Frankenstein, I'm sure. Big D. Is it just me? Or is he really old Deadpool? Big butts. It's an uncanny resemblance. An unkind person would suggest, not unlike a dick with ears, but I would never say that because someone sitting in a friggin' glass house should not start hurling rocks. There's that. Incidentally, February, April and July this year were also record monthly lows for Holden. I'm sensing a pattern, and that pattern would be that not even Deadpool's dad, the former boss of Toyota Shitsville itself, can pump water out of the friggin' bilges fast enough. The iceberg was just too big, your worship. There was nothing I could do. Expect more Holden dealership closures in coming months as the brand continues to slide further into obscurity. And whatever you do, for Christ's sake, don't buy one. In an environment like this, you're just setting yourself up for the world's biggest resale disaster. Now, Tung Nguyen and the Academy Award for the best male porn star name ever by a motoring journalist goes to Cars Guide news editor Tung Nguyen. Yes. Anyway, deep tongue as I would call Mr. Noyan, if we shared an office. Deep Tongue went on to transcribe Holden's bullshit excuses for dropping the ball so badly in September. According to a Holden bullshit excuse monger, there was a delay selling some Colorados to fleet and rental customers. Deep Tongue also... That's not funny at all, is it? Deep Tongue also transcribed this... Epic bullshit excuse. And a significant sell-down of dealer demonstrator inventory as a result of our demonstrator clearance sale. If a Holden bullshitter had explained, if that's the right word, explained this to me, perhaps on the telephone or face-to-face, I would have retorted with, how king ill-informed do you think I am, mate? See, sales figures in Australia do not actually track sales. 
Of friggin' course. I mean, the car industry is in fact a movie which I would call Bullshit Inception. It's bullshit inside bullshit inside bullshit. Little Russian dolls carved out of bullshit all the way down to the quantum level. Yes. Sales figures actually track registrations in this fine nation. So when a month looks like going bad for a particular car maker, the mothership sends all its dealers a message and tells them to go out and register like, I don't know, 10 cars apiece on average. And if you've got 200 dealers, that's 2,000 additional registrations that get chalked up as sales because bullshit inception, and they go on the books as demonstrators, even though most of them never actually get driven. And then the mothership pays the dealer a backhander to sell the demonstrators at a discount, seeing as it's no longer worth as much as a new car, you know. So essentially, that makes the car maker look better in that month, so that's nice. But it engineers an even bigger slump in the next month, potentially, which is a bit of a risk. And it's therefore a very short-term sales reporting strategy, I'd suggest. So, if you're a proper journalist, the pro tip here would be to call them out on it. You know, and I say this to you, I'm looking at you, deep tongue. Because this is what happens when you cook the books in August and it bites you on the ass in September. How hard is it? Because the fundamental problem is the cat's out of the bag on Holden's appalling conduct vis-a-vis the factory closure, which is almost two years ago exactly today. So happy birthday, factory friggin' closure. Now, clever advertising is generally insufficient to unsink the ship in situations such as this. And this has been exemplified by Holden's recent brand new advertising campaign, which was engineered at considerable expense, detailing the joys of Holden SUV ownership, purportedly. A Holden heist, I think they called it. This is how we SUV, as if SUV is a verb. Anyway, there's a link up there if I can remember to do that in edit. And if you just go to Google or YouTube and type in, this is how we SUV, get the sick bag ready and watch to your heart's content. It's very nicely shot though, very expensive, stabilized rigs on cars, the shots are very well thought out, a couple of nice drone shot inserts as well with counter-rotation of the drone and the vehicle turning a corner. It's very clever. I wouldn't be surprised if they dusted off, you know, three or four Ari Alexas or Red Weapon Heliums. Very good production-wise. Excellent. Almost Hollywood, but at the same time, nauseating. It's a bullshit concept, okay? They're selling vehicles that nobody wants, and you can't advertise this fact away. They're doing it under the auspices of a brand that they have spent years burning now. And most of us know that the real Holden heist, for Christ's sake, involved the Australian taxpayer as the victim. And not even the most accomplished ad agency in the universe could shove that down my throat and make it taste like foie gras. Now, if you'd like to support my unique flavour of guerrilla advocacy highlighting that corporate cockheadery, there's a secure PayPal link in the description and your support would certainly help. Feel free also to like, subscribe and do enable notifications so you won't miss any future uploads. If you hated this report, I'd like to do a special shout out to you. Please do unburden yourself in the comments because perversely, I always really enjoy that. So 
let it rip. I do sincerely appreciate your support and thank you very much for watching.